Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm super excited with my guest today. I've been wanting to get her on the podcast since I pretty much started, although I hadn't even communicated. (laughs) But this is Dr. Mignon Mary, and we are at the Remedy Room, and I will allow you to... Hi, how are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this show. I know. And so when I... Even now, we had to restart because I... I said, I thought Mary was your first name. So can you tell us, because that's a French name, right? It's a French name. So Mignon's my first name, and it's a French term of endearment. It means like cute and sweet and petite. So people know it from filet mignon, right? (laughs) But Mary is my last name. So it was a French name, and it was Marie de Ronville. So when they came to New Orleans, they change it to Mary. So it's Mignon Mary, not Mary Mignon. Yeah. Yeah, it's an everyday occurrence, but it's I, okay. I love yeah. um, how there's so much French influence in New Orleans. One of the things that I love about the city, I, yeah, you know I'm half yeah. French, yes. right? And yeah. I, and I just got back from Paris too. Oh, that's so I lucky. I had like an amazing time. Yeah. So I've known you for a while now. Yeah. I feel like our paths have on and off crossed and mm. that's kind of so cool too. I love every time that you have you come into my realm of yeah. reality and existence is very positive yes. and very uplifting. Yeah. I love all your Same work. To you. Thank I'm you. Very admirable of what you do. It's mutual. It's <laughs> Thank mutual. you. And the remedy room I remember when you were like first opening it and yes. I actually came a few yes. times for treatment and it's such a wonderful and new concept. And maybe, you know, if you're in this world, it might be like not so new, but for for a lot of people, it's still very new. Yes. And I love seeing the progress the past few years, like how it, even the last time I was here as a patient to, I walked in here today and it was full, the yes. room, and there's a lot of people getting it treatment and it's so fantastic. Yeah, thank to you. To see that. Can you... Okay, so I'm gonna say, I don't even know, should we we start by you first? Like, or let's say, what's the Remedy Room? Okay, so the, um, the Remedy Room is a medical clinic that is more of a concierge or boutique clinic that serves as a wellness center. And we're hoping to help educate people on how to stay healthy and hopefully stay away from doctors or stay away from clinics by helping to support their immune system and teach them about nutrition and about vitamins and minerals and things that they can do on their own to empower their health. I opened in the summer of 2013 and I come from a family of physicians. So my dad is Dr. Charles Mary Jr. He was the director of Charity Hospital in the 70s and progressed in his practice to use high doses of vitamin C and IV nutrition in the office setting, but as well as in the hospital. So that's a really rare thing to use high doses of C, but he was really getting a lot of results as far as viral illnesses from mononucleosis all the way to HIV, and then it progressed to cancer. So he's had some excellent success and some great advances for patients and keeping them well. And so I opened because I felt like more people needed to know that they had other options out there and more opportunities. So um, past just hydrating themselves, but helping to, like we said, empower or er enhance their immune function so that the body could heal itself. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Mary, you are a physician yourself. You yes. Tell your do- your doctor. Yes. So I went to LSU. I'm trained in internal medicine. And as you know, we get very little nutritional counseling and teaching in medical school. So a large portion, if not all, of what I've learned is on my own at other conferences, but mainly from my dad and throughout my entire childhood, throughout my entire residency. And um you know, he would supplement my education. I would come home, he'd say, what'd you learn? And then he'd say, okay, this is right. This is how you do this. This is what you use for that. And so I had really one of the best mentors I could ever have. And he lives next door to me. So almost every night I go home and confer about patients and cases and things like that. So I'm very fortunate. That's so amazing. Yeah. So my question was, what inspired you to open the remedy room? Is it pretty much your dad? It's my dad and the success that he's had. Now, I also have an older brother who's a physician. And he also took over the Mary Clinic and did almost the same type of medicine. But um, the focus that I have is more based on um, keeping people well from a completely educational perspective of giving them not only the IV if they need it, right? Everybody who comes does not get an IV. We do nutritional consults. We do a lot of hormonal balancing and, and education about clearing people from the things that are toxic in their world and in their environment. But the IVs, I felt like more people needed to be able to experience them. So that's the sort of the why I started. And I had already seen that a lot of patients in the Mary Clinic were getting well, but I felt like more needed to be able to be ex- yeah. exposed. So for some of you that are listening, you, you might not have a picture of what this is like. So basically this place is, is gorgeous and it's ultra modern, clean, and you walk in here and if you are doing one of the IV treatments, there is a menu you can, you know, of course that you would be, they consult with you first and there are nurses and then what dr mary will advise and tell you to do if you are getting an iv then you get one of those and you sit and it's literally an iv and then you have a blanket that i mean at least when i came i put a blanket on and i felt it was completely catered to and it felt very comforting and nurturing and you have this experience and then you leave and you feel amazing so why an iv if someone is because i've had some people when i have shared my experience say Oh, I, I question like why the IV or I fear the mm-hmm. IV. Yeah. Well, we have long histories of being at doctors and having needles causing phobias, right, with shots as, as children, right? So a lot of patients are afraid of getting an IV. And historically, we've used IV therapy and IV fluids and rehydration in the hospital setting. And as I said before, all doctors have the ability to offer IVs in their offices, and we can spare the patient from having to go to the doctor, excuse me, go to the hospital, but it's just not often done. So since childhood to growing up to being, you know, finished with residency, I didn't know that everybody else wasn't offering this. But the main reason why I think people feel well and why the IV I think is necessary is that we live in a world where the majority of the patients are eating the standard American diet, which the acronym for that stands for SAD. And it is sad because a lot of the food that we eat is processed. It's contaminated with pesticides, genetically modified organisms, and things like that. And so it causes quite a bit of inflammation. We're eating processed um, fast foods and things like that. And so there's a lot of inflammation in the gut. And so in the GI tract, they are unable to absorb a lot of the nutrients that they should be getting from their food. And in addition, the sources of food that we're using and we're eating are also deficient in trace minerals and a lot of the nutrients that we think we're automatically getting, but we're not. And so I do believe that people need to supplement 
But if you're starting off with a system that's not able to receive, everything boils down to what's going on at the cellular level. So regardless of how much vitamins you take in orally, if the cell can't receive it or if there's inflammation in the GI tract, you're not going to absorb it. So I think that our success stems from two things. One, a large portion of the population is dehydrated. I mean, even if we drink water, maybe it's not the best water to be drinking. The large, I would say a lot of people drink out of plastic bottles, which is really sort of a negative, right? Yeah. You're creating more inflammation. So when we're treating patients, our whole goal is to help them reduce inflammation. So from a global perspective, not just, um, you know, a lot of times people go to the doctor, they come back and say, oh, I'm perfectly healthy, my cholesterol is perfect. But it's not about cholesterol, that's one marker. These are like red lights on the back of the car. And so in, in um, modern day medicine, we tend to give medicine to basically clip the wires to the red light, so then the body doesn't have any of the message center to say, hey, I'm not well, I don't feel well. So we have good success because people are dehydrated and they're nutritionally deficient, in my opinion. I think that the majority of the patients come in with subclinical scurvy. They have deficit in vitamin C because we don't make our own vitamin C and it's very hard to get enough from the diet. Mm -hmm. So the benefits that we get is in this toxic world and in the patients who the majority of us have some form of exposure to environmental toxins as well as the toxins from the food and obviously the water and the air we breathe, we have success because we're getting the nutrients to the cell. So then the immune system and the uh, enzymes and the processes that need to take place have an instant boost. So they walk away saying, wow, I feel great. And they're not getting that from the food. So when we had our last talk, I, it would be an ideal world if we could go out and everybody could eat at, a, at an organic, you know, Whole Foods or something like that. But even the organic department is starting to get a little bit muddy of what is true and what is not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be very cautious. And I think, you know, probably a large portion of your listeners are, are eating healthily and eating as clean as possible. But... You know, we do have to remind our patients, look, we'd like you to remove the plastics from your home. We don't want you to drink from plastic bottles. We don't want you to put food in plastic containers. Anywhere we can remove anything that's offending the body and keeping the immune system from being able to heal you, we help you to do. And then if need be, like let's say you have a flu, I don't think we can rely just on, on pills like Tamiflu and things like that to help heal us. We need to give the body nutrients. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, listen, you just don't feel like eating anything. You have a slight anorexia because the body's trying to protect itself. So mm -hmm. if you don't feel like taking anything in, how will we get these nutrients in? It's been really awesome for me. I've seen this my whole life. But when I have staff members and they come on board, I have a new staff member as yeah. well. And it's just awesome to watch them be able to witness the experience of these patients. You know? Is she a nurse? Yeah, so no, we have a new nurse, we have a new yeah. a physician's assistant oh, cool. as well, yeah. And it's just awesome. So we had three flu patients last week who are, you know, turned around in, in the hour that they're sitting here. They're feeling so much better, they want to go out and eat a burger. You know, wow. one of them, she That's went back awesome. to report to her doctor, and the doctor admits, yes, you were dehydrated. But the problem <laughs> is we live in a world that medical system is relying on insurance, and if insurance doesn't cover it, then they don't offer it to the patient knowing that it won't be covered. Mm -hmm. With the luxury of people being able to pay for pay out of pocket, they're not falling on the floor dehydrated, but they're certainly dry, or they are certainly deficient when they tell me what they eat on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So that's where we step in, and I think we've found a space to be able to give people the nutrients that they need, right? And so it's it's really awesome. There are very few things in medicine that you see that quick of a turnaround. So it's quite invigorating. It's a uh, 
uh, we leave here on such a positive note. I mean, it's not really like coming to work. I mean, it's really sort of a fun place. And that's awesome. You kind of mentioned the setup of the clinic, like yeah. these IVs. You know, we can quadrant people off so that they can be private. So certainly if you're throwing up or yeah. you don't want people to see you, we have that ability. We have a backspace for yeah. if there's, you know, more than one in your party that's sick. But sometimes it's communal. You know, these That's people teach each say. other. And when so I came here, I kind of enjoy the com community yeah. experience of sitting around. And yeah. it's just cool. Hey, we're all doing this together. And it's fun. It's really beautiful. We have some cancer patients. And they've all them, they become friends. Uh, sometimes they communicate outside the clinic. And it's lovely because... It's, that's what it's all about is community, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the presence and why we're here is, I think, you know, some of medicine with all this HIPAA and privacy, I mean, certainly there's that. We respect people's HIPAA and there's no violations here, but there's definitely the ability to make conversation and teach and have other people learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's really great. Yeah, well, you're doing your beautiful work. Thank you. It, and you too. And she, your assistant is yeah, sitting here Yeah, my assistant's with us. here, Allie Frankel. She's um, been yeah. very helpful. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's the last time that I saw you, we were doing an event together, and I led a meditation session. It was beautiful. And thank you. And uh, Dr. Mary, she was a speaker, and she was actually a part of a series of uh, topics that you went through. And I, I loved the day that I, I heard you speak because – you know, it, it's very uh, inspiring to me to see an MD. And I also have a lot of uh, doctors in my family, MDs that completely Western. They're amazing. And you know, my, my godmother. And, yes. and so I who's really inspiring to me. But I know how difficult it is with uh, the insurances and not having enough time to spend with a patient, mm -hmm. having to be in and out. So it's inspiring to me to see someone like you really in, in that conversation that we had when you were doing your speak, talk a lot about food as medicine and going back to the basics and, mm -hmm. and even saying, you know, these are first, let's start with the basic stuff right. and then let's look at your quality of life and then let's see what we can do from there. And if you need whatever it is, a shot or an IV or whatever, I'm here for that as right. well or, or a prescription. But right. You know, it's really cool to see that you're embracing the totality of like getting healthy. Well, I think which, that nature has yeah. provided everything that we need and where we run into trouble is when we mess with nature, mm -hmm. right? So I do believe in God or a higher power, or whoever you believe in, but I do think that there's there's powers out there that have created the earth for us, right? And if we use the food as we're supposed to, that we can stay well the most of the time. I think the problem is we live on a bit of a seesaw world where we're kind of top heavy on the not so good stuff. So, mm -hmm. and the best part that I can say in practicing now is that there is an awareness that's happening that people are waking up from this patriarchal style of medicine where they're taking ownership in their health. And even in the start of my practice, people were not really willing to change. And they wanted one pill to make everything they were doing better. It was almost as if they could erase their behavior. And I see a massive shift. And what's happening is with the age of the internet and people being able to access the information, now the doctor is more of um, like what the word means of a teacher. And yeah. so we both have access to the information and we have a, an educated discussion about what's happening and what to do next. And I say it all the time. I mean, I am not, <laughs> I like when people educate themselves about the disease process. The, there's good stuff on the internet and there's also bad. So I tease and I say, okay, you got your Google MD, you know, you're going to come in, let's have this conversation. But 
I think it's a better conversation because we're starting off with the basic facts and we both know and we can talk about the future, but you have a vested interest. And so you give a little and I give a little. Because in the ideal world for me, I'm going to want you to make some massive changes, but I am a realist. I realize that it might not be possible all at once. I'm a bit impatient, but I, and I want it all on the first visit. But what I do get is, is a give and take with the patient and slowly but surely we just kind of inch by inch make some lifestyle changes. And like you said, we go back to the basics. I ask them to eat from the earth, you know, foods that grow from the earth, stay on the outside aisles of the grocery store, really eat foods that are fresh, right? The stuff in the middle, I can't think of anything you would need. I mean, from cleaning products, I would say baking soda and vinegar, you're pretty good. Other than that, you know, same with the food products, like things that are on the outside are fresh. Maybe we shop at the farmer's market and support our local farmers and things mm -hmm. like that. So... We really do our very best to teach people about how to stay well. And then if they are not able, we teach them about the supplements that we have here that we use orally as well as in the IV. So I'm a big believer in vitamin C because mm -hmm. that's how it all started is my dad using these doses of vitamin C and healing a lot of people. And then I'm always looking for other ways to get the vitamin C. In, so bell peppers are going to be a much greater resource than an orange, right? Mm -hmm. So almost twice as much value for a red bell pepper. If you can't take pills, we have powdered vitamin C that is extracellular. It needs to be dosed multiple times in the day. Otherwise, you'll use what you need and then urinate it out. Now, we're the only like one of four mammals that don't make our own vitamin C. So every other animal except for fruit blats and some chimpanzees and the guinea pig and a human, they all make their own sea. So your dog or your cat, they're making up to 10,000 milligrams every day. And then when they're stressed, if they get chased or they're almost <laughs> run over by a car, they're making 20,000. Well, in this stressful world, the adrenal glands, where most people are super stressed and really yeah. like on, on, on all the time, the adrenals suck all the vitamin C first, wow. right? So when we're in these high stress situations, it's very important. If you need to, you may need to increase your doses of vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So there's patients who cannot tolerate the powdered C, then we recommend the next best thing actually to IV, because okay. obviously there's going to yeah. be exponential rise of vitamin C in the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. with the IV, but no GI upset, so no diarrhea or loose bowels. With powdered vitamin C and pills, that can happen. Mm -hmm. So the middleman, and what I like to teach my patients about, is something called liposomal or liposomal. So lipo or lipo means fat, and soma means body. And so it's a fat body or a little wheel or a round ball that's wrapped in the same outer layer that all of our outer layers are called phosphatidylcholine. Mm -hmm. And the ingredients inside this liposome then get directly injected into the intracellular part of the cell. So there's no work or energy required. So we can raise the levels of vitamin C very quickly without having to get the IV. And again, there's nothing that's going to surpass the IV, but it's a really close second and we'll take it, especially when someone can't come in. So for those yeah. people who, who don't want to get stuck, they have another option where they can really help their immune system and help to boost all of the antioxidant ability as well as reduce these free radicals. This free radical is like a damaged kind of break-off product from all of the toxins that we're exposed mm -hmm. to as well as virus and bacteria and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, that thank you so much. That's a lot. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. That I mean, I just want people to like re-listen to it, rewind and take notes because this is really important stuff. It and is. one thing that I noticed that when I was here that day for the meditation was when you are speaking, you have also taken on this role as an educator now. So that's I was going to ask you besides the remedy room and all this, you know, MD work that you do is this is seems like like you love to teach right love, it's so yeah. natural for you and yeah. it's such a role that i hope to see you grow more and more into it I because appreciate it, yeah. it's really cool like when you when you were a speaker in this year how many were there there like was four th- or three, three three there was three three, three weeks in yeah, a row and we will probably do it again diff- different topics mm-hmm. and people can it's so inspiring to see you also educating everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you so Do you much. you love that? I love it. I love talking to patients and I love talking to new people who just, I have probably too much to say and I overwhelm no. on a regular basis, but I, I feel like I have a lot of important things to share that again you are do. empowering. And the goal of medicine and the goal of, of, of trying to keep people healthy is the original, I mean, that's the reason why we go into medicine, right? To keep you well. And I when I see something that can be changed, so easily so I mean the topic of our conversation today was really supposed to be about food but it's one of the most impactful things that you can have like aside from any drug what you eat will change your mood your energy your focus your ability to sleep your ability to move your bowels and we are so focused on what pill could fix it when all we have to do is change what we're putting in our mouth right and maybe it's not what you're putting but the timing of when you're putting it right Mm -hmm. so you know there's no one diet for everybody the problem is is like, you know, medicine's not one shoe fits all. It's a per the person. But there are some universal things that we can do. Like Mm -hmm. in the talk, we talked about vitamin D. Um, It really shouldn't even be called a vitamin. It's actually a pro-hormone. But we kind of get into a rut of just like, you know, accepting something that's written, you know, maybe in a in an article and said, okay, well, that's gospel. But the vitamin C challenge with doctors, to me, it seems a little silly that it's got something that's so powerful in creating life and creating activity for cells and for healing and it's so inexpensive that why not try it what would it hurt right so what will happen is these patients will come back and say they regurgitate what the doctor has regurgitated to them which their mentor has regurgitated to them that oh it causes kidney stones when actually vitamin c has been proven to help heal kidney stones and prevent them magnesium and and all these other products that we put in the bags as well as as we have over the counter are all ways to try to keep your hormones balanced your mineral deficiencies balanced your vitamins balanced and and keep you at optimal function i mean it's really the goal so if if like you recommend vitamin c every day yes i do i i how how much should i mean linus pauling who is a two-time nobel prize winner right he's very smart who got discounted but he's a brilliant man he recommended anywhere between one and four thousand milligrams a day one thousand and four thousand not one and I feel strongly that um, people should go that high for sure. I think at bare minimum. And then you would increase the dose depending on what you are exposed to, especially now during flu season. And um, you recommend looking for like trustworthy sources? So that, are there some that are just diluted or not? There like probably are not some that, to, are, yeah. that are that have a lot of other things. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't throw out your sources right. if you have rose hips or all these other things that are extended. But I do feel strongly that it's more important to dose regularly if you're going to use a powder or a capsule I prefer over a tablet. Um, it's more important to take less more often than to take one big whammy dose because in one setting, you may get a little grumble in your tummy and, and get a loose bowel. It's not 
not painful. It's not diarrhea. It's just in an osmotic flush. The body's saying, okay, I had too much. I'm used all what I need. But I would challenge when you're sick how much vitamin C it might take for you to feel well, but also recognize if you keep increasing the dose and you don't get loose bowels, well, then you didn't reach your tolerant dose. So then where is it going? It's being used by the body, right? So if you don't get loose bowels from taking higher and higher doses, you're using it, okay? And you know, back to flu season, things for, for probably the most important thing that I think we need to focus on in medicine that we don't is prevention, okay? So not prevention with a vaccination, but physically changing our behavior. So one is the food. One is changing how we eat, changing what we eat. Mm-hmm. Two is um, washing our hands. I mean, these are all like the standard things. Everybody knows, but they don't do it. Yeah. And so we're not called to action until we feel fearful. It's like, oh, that person's infected. Let me go wash. That person sneezed so on me, you know? I'm, I'm sorry. So I, yeah. I read somewhere that there was a doctor that, that discovered that about washing hands way back. And yes. he was like delivering baby. They yeah. were delivering babies and people were having all these. And it was something so simple that like he was like, hey, let's just wash the hands and then maybe this will prevent. Yes. Do you know? Yes, and they were doing surgery without washing their hands in the past. But I mean, we live and we learn. So I haven't started. We're going, you're going to help me launch the (laughs) campaign. I have a campaign and it's going to be called Keep It to Yourself. So I'm sure you've seen people that flu season started. It's it's pretty mild so far, but I imagine it'll get worse where people are sneezing into their hand into their elbow in the crease Mm -hmm, of the elbow mm -hmm. and what i'd like to encourage people to do my whole family does it my staff knows about it is to maybe grab if you're a man open up the lapel of your coat and cough and and sneeze into your coat and if you're a woman maybe into the inside of your shirt right so tuck your mouth and nose so that you basically keep it to yourself and Mm -hmm. my children have teased mom oh now i'm all wet i said well that's (laughs) better than your sneeze particles being all in the air because it's millions of particles that are now distributed floating (laughs) putting us at risk but something so simple but i think it would be a great start to this flu season and and for all of the future just let's keep our germs to ourselves let's continue to wash our hands you know fist bump instead of all these shakes and hugs i'm a hugger so i put myself at risk a lot (laughs) but yeah so yeah and then in the meantime take the vitamin c so that you can stay protected yeah yeah thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that with us i was thinking the other day that these different sources and all these things that have been coming up with the western and eastern um, medicine that are not it used to be called alternative right some of the things and i don't really believe they're alternative anymore because with the knowledge that we have so what would you call it well it's complimentary i do think it should be adjunctive or additional um i don't I mean, actually, I tease that it should be called common sense medicine because it's, I mean, some of those things that your grandmother taught still Mm -hmm. do work just because we don't have a double blind placebo controlled trial doesn't mean it doesn't work. It's Mm -hmm. just that it hasn't been tested. And there'll probably be numerous things that will never, ever have a study behind it. Right. And that's often the, the, um, you know, the complaint for complementary medicine is that there's no one to back those studies, right? So there's not some big pharmaceutical mm. company that's willing to spend the money to prove that, you know, XYZ works. So mm. it probably would only, you know, will be anecdotal or be case studies and things like that. So they're coming out with new studies now and proving that high doses of vitamin C help to give people quality of life for cancer. So we straddle their care intravenously on the days before and after chemo or radiation. And the purpose is really for us, we don't treat cancer patients, we treat patients who happen to have cancer. Mm. So what we're doing is helping to nourish their immune system and also protect their healthy cells while they're being bombarded with these other very toxic things. Mm. So we're hoping that they kill the cancer, but don't kill my patients. 
vacation in the meantime, right? <laughs> so let's try to protect as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's like a huge one because I've seen that happen, mm-hmm. you know, that when it's 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 a hard thing to deal with when you're when you, if you have cancer and you're going through chemotherapy and my father went oh. through it and it's you know, I saw that that process being you know, more damaging to him than the cancer itself, right? which was so frightening and so hard. Yeah, and I think here's the thing. There are people who are looking ahead and there are doctors who are negating and and probably, you know, I'd say Dr. Harch, who wrote in his book about hyperbaric oxygen, I really appreciated his words. He wrote something to the effect that if you're a doctor and you don't know about something and you don't have full knowledge, then it really isn't, it's almost malpractice to speak negatively about something until you have full knowledge. But you know, medicine's history is that if your mentor said no, then you say no, then you teach your student to say no with really no information that you've gone and looked up for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so because, I mean, inherently you trust your teachers. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that's what we were talking about before is that the patients can now read for themselves. They're not waiting for the doctor to tell them the results of the study. They're reading the studies themselves. And then they're also looking at the source of the studies, who funded it, right? Is this a biased study? Are these results really what was in the conclusion or is that what they wanted it to say right so I love that people are empowered they're knowledgeable they come seeking these things and I am here to provide but I'm not the one seeking patients they're seeking me because they want to stay well and they want to give their body all of these complementary additional augments that are gonna help them right so Mm -hmm. it's not either or it's both Right. And I have patients who do either or and now just pick there's a swing, right? They just pick complementary medicine. And for me, it's like spokes of a wheel. It's not just about vitamin C. It's not just about chemo or radiation. The mind is the most powerful thing. It's about your heart, your soul. It's about looking into the dental work, into the teeth. Yeah. I mean, we have to start looking for the source or the root cause. And just by taking a tumor out, there's a reason the tumor was created. Mm-hmm. So we need to pay attention to That's the stem. Yeah, we can't just chop it off, you know, and it's like, you know, someone has something wrong with their hand. You say we chop it off. Okay, you're gone. No, 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 no. You're not in the clear because something caused that right now. Or skin rashes. All of it is combined, right? So that goes back to the gut and what are you absorbing and what are you eating? So we like to talk about prevention. We we have um, there's testing available that can ask and look for a patient's cancer cells and say what does it respond to, kind of like how we do with antibiotics and infections. We have the ability to test chemotherapy drugs against those cells and find out which one is the best one for that type of cancer. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to find out if someone has cancer cells when there are two million total cells, no tumor. All right, so that's when you really can have an impact. You can change the diet. What I would love to see people do is recognize that we live in a very treacherous, cancerous, like laden world that's mm-hmm. potentially could be terrible, right? So if we f- can prevent by starting to eat early and change the diet, I want people to be called to action now, not when I tell you you have a tumor the size of a golf ball in your lung, right? Mm-hmm. You need to change the behavior now so that we don't ever have to have that conversation, right? Yeah. And th- that will be the change when that starts happening and it is and i think it is that's what i was gonna (laughs) say i think there's already sort of this field of awareness and people are starting to that's this is why these conversations are so important because 
we're there. We need more support. We yes. just need more information. We need more people like you that, that will come and say, okay, that you're on the right path. Yes. This is how we do it. Yes. And then do you feel super fortunate to be in a position oh that gosh. you are right now that you kind of have your own yes. thing going on, your own? I feel so lucky because my dad has been, you know, he's sort of like trudged the way for me, right? He's created the path. And I actually told him this last night. I said, Dad, I feel like I'm in a, in a practicing in a time where people are really appreciative and aware and they are so well educated about all of the work that you've done. And I'm just lucky to be able to receive it and be, you know, working in this time. It's really an amazing thing. And I will say I've been practicing for you know, 15 years, yeah. maybe longer probably, but it has really shifted in the last, oh, wow. you know, five to seven. Yeah. I started seeing it around 10 years ago, but even just the dietary changes of people's awareness, it's yeah. it's happening. There is a movement afoot, and I think it'll probably have to be from the ground up where people will demand what they want for their yes. care. And um, I sometimes have people kind of are upset with me because I'm not part of the insurance system but it is yeah. somewhat of a game and that's not really probably smart for me Absolutely. to say but it is the reality so yes. how do we change it what I don't yeah. like is a lot of people recognizing that we have a problem but nothing being done and I'm a doer yeah. so yeah. you change it by you deciding and you making the choice A to be better yourself but also you know we need people to go up to the government to the legislature and things like that when they're well and educate <laughs> educate those guys that yeah. there are other options that should be available from insurance right yeah and I always say also you all you vote you get to vote every day yeah. with every choice that you make with every food that you buy every whatever it is that you buy you are supporting it so you're voting for more of that yes and yes. there, there's a great documentary that I show my yoga teacher training group uh, one of them it's called food Inc yes and it's just amazing. Is Michael Pollan is in it. He does some yes. amazing research. And I always tell people, in the end, they even have it. They say, you know, you get to vote every day. And this yeah. documentary, if you want to watch it, I'll include it on the show notes. Super yeah. powerful. And there's no, you don't see any like grotesque scenes or anything. It's just very informative. Yes. That's the world that we're living right now of information. So yeah. we do have to take responsibility for our actions and our choices. When there are educational websites out there, like the Environmental Working Group, it's called EWG.org, okay. every year it puts out information about the Dirty Dozen. Do you know about the Dirty Dozen? And uh, the yeah, but I'm going to include this website. Yeah. On the, I'm going to look at it, too. So there are fruits and vegetables. I think a lot of times I have patients and you know even my cohorts, other doctors, saying, why are you encouraging people to have organic? It's so expensive. And you know, we always tease about how we spend all of our lives and we put our health at risk to be able to make money. And then at the end of our life, we spend all the money taking care of the health, right? I think about that. So if we can get people to buy organic and you know, what's maybe the dirty they, dozen? The dirty dozen is that there are certain fruits and vegetables that are not on the list that you can buy that don't have to be organic, like avocado, mm -hmm. for instance. Mm -hmm. It can be a regular avocado. It doesn't have to be grown organically because it's got a nice thick rind. And so strawberries are on the dirty dozen, even no matter how much you wash them <laughs> the pesticides inside so you can't wash it away so it's a really good list to look at when you're shopping and there are certain things that I would say you know is it I like remember I said before I'm a realist like okay was well, it okay if I eat this strawberry or 
does it have to be organic? Sometimes I might say, yeah, maybe forego. Yeah, I would hold off until you find mm -hmm. a good source. So, yeah. But there's like, you know, the vitamin D, we didn't even talk about vitamin oh, D, yeah. but there's a great website called vitamindcouncil.org. It's extremely educational. They probably have, uh, if not once to twice a week, another study discussing the benefits of, of the, the vitamin or this program. Yeah, because vitamin, I know that that would be like a whole nother part, yeah, but that's yeah. like... That's a pa something I'm very passionate about because yeah. many of us, myself included, have been vitamin D deficient. deficient yeah, One of my best friends have been going through a lot. And that's like another thing that I'm like so puzzled. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, we yeah. don't really have an answer of yeah. why it's happening. I mean, some people say it's the equator and the shift of, you know, the sun. I think it's something that we all are, are taking yeah. in. Maybe it's the plastic water bottles. I hate to vilify them, yeah. but it's got to be something universal because from yeah. coast to coast, even if you're in the sun or not, we're not converting in the skin so I I do replace my patients and I try to get their levels between 50 to 80 a lot of times the lab work will show that 30 is okay but to my patients I say well you know a D minus is passing but it's not really the grade you want so in order for the immune system to be prime and for these natural killer cells to recognize the foreign invader the vitamin D needs to be optimal and it's not just to prevent cancer because for X you have exponential levels or risk of cancer for every figure below 30 that you are okay mm -hmm. so you want to increase the vitamin d when just as an average person and the vitamin d council.org has the directions okay. of how to calculate that will give you the amount to keep your level where it is but if you are chronically ill you're going to want to have even higher levels so it's not just cancer but it helps the immune system to fight flu it helps cardiovascularly to prevent heart disease and of course hair skin and nails and all those things and for women who have osteoporosis yeah. or osteopenia you know we are relying on calcium to do all the work and calcium is really just going to help to enhance the outer layer of the bone but it's vitamin c and vitamin d that are doing the work inside the bony matrix so the analogy is like you have this termite ridden house and we put a new paint job that's the same thing as having osteoporosis and taking a bunch of calcium mm -hmm. you got to fortify the inside of the bone and that's going to be the c and the d yeah. yeah let's do one day in the future a podcast on vitamin d because oh, yeah, it's very it. fascinating yeah yeah there is and also the sun go out in the sun i think at least yes. for like Exposing you know 20 minutes a day well or something you know or we've that. had a trouble we have uh you know all of this fear and you know, we yeah. live by fear for skin cancer of, oh, no, you can't be out in the sun. But the body's red light is the skin burning. Well, hopefully you just stay out, let's say, 10 or 20 yeah. minutes every day. That's what I'm hopefully thinking. you're not going to burn unless you're, you know, very fair skin. That's what my friend started. Yes. She started taking some hikes in Los Angeles, and it was about like 20 minutes a day, and her vitamin levels started getting and back, and she also took some supplements. Well, and, stuff, and that's the best way to get it, right, from the yeah. sun. And um, in other countries, I mean, they put people under a UV light to help <laughs> them convert. So maybe it's going to get to that extreme. Maybe we're going to add that. That to our, our clinic and our <laughs> wellness center that. yeah i mean yeah. we just we, we want to offer people the things that they know they need but they're not available in the city yeah. and i feel like that are that are as natural as possible and like yeah. we said at the talk like i am an md i will give medicine when need be mm -hmm. but i'm going to try all these other things first and if that fails then i'll use the prescription you know? i love that yeah i totally love yeah. i know you're we're like getting limited on time here but i wanted to add with all this this thing that you talked about plastic on my house, I am very thorough with water, and I get Mountain Valley on glass. Uh, yeah, you know, so if they can every, move to every, glass. Every, yep. every month, then it get delivered 
to my house, but I'm real. It's really important for me to drink clean water in glass. There is a really cool little um, video on YouTube. It's called "The Story of Stuff." Yes, it's these plastic bottles. This oh. woman made it. I'm actually going to include yeah, it on the show notes, too. and I'll send it to you. And she shows besides that not being good for us the plastic like all this plastic right in the world that accumulate and it's so bad for our environment it's just so not sustainable yeah so this tiny little video it's really cute it's almost an animation video but it explains explains it gives you all these numbers that sounds great Okay, so here, all kinds of people come here. I saw this yes. man sitting on a suit. I saw this girl that was like yeah. in a dress. Yes. It's so fun. It is right? fun, yeah. Do you guys love working here, you too? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, yes. I tell them that when we have our team meetings, I say, look, the minute this feels like a job and it's not any fun, then we need to quit. You need to quit or we need to close down because it's not, we, we're promoting health, which is always fun. Yeah. And, you know, the smiles and the, and the responses that we get from our patients are, you know, very fun and very positive so it's great and we live in new orleans yes. new orleans is a party town yes and you do have one of the things that's like was like the hangover yes. <laughs> what is that so you know i mean the large portion of the time when someone yeah. has had too much fun i always say you were overserved. you know the questions i get i say well, what were you drinking they say what was i not drinking <laughs> and most sometimes they come in still vomiting and still yeah. pretty sick yeah. so we've uh i went to a wedding this weekend and the grandmother of the bride was there said you saved my my life I she was very sick with a viral illness but with the hangover um what is it called the hang it's like a hangover plus or okay yeah I mean the the treatment is called that yeah Yeah. just we call it what it simply is and Mm -hmm. they know what to order but we we're starting off on a dry tank right because it's diuretic effect of alcohol and then they've lost a lot of their nutrients like their Mm -hmm. magnesium and they're very dry and then the liver holds the most abundant antioxidant that we make in our all of our cells. So antioxidants help to kind of reverse or cancel out the negatives or the poisons that are in our body. And that one is called glutathione. And so our liver holds all of the glutathione. Well, when we're drinking, the liver is not the happiest, right? And so we're not able to produce as much glutathione in the manner of time that we're drinking so fast. So oftentimes people get toxic, right? So they're dry and they're poisoned. And so mm. we can help them through that next day. And it's that's one of the, the therapies that we have, like within the hour that they're sitting here. I mean, it's, you know, they have terrible coloring. They're pale, probably, like I said, because they've been having, you know, vomiting or loose bowels. And, yeah. you know, within the visit, their color comes back in their cheeks. I know it's back. very it's, popular. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, I've really. I've seen imp- a lot of the yogis that come through the studio yeah. and they tell me, oh, yeah, in the remedy room, they help that's me with nice. this. And I'm that's like, that's nice. so cool. Yeah, I and love here's, that you have that. I will just say this, like, it's, we have it for sure. And it's a fun yeah. thing to talk it's a fun about. Thing. But we are definitely more of a wellness center. And I would yeah. say, what I want to tell the people, people out there is that everybody here is not coming for a hangover. They'll say the large portion of them, more than 50% are coming for wellness. But, um, you know, we cater to both. And and I say it all the time. I don't care why you're sick. There's no judgment here. I'm here to help you. So I don't feel like it's fair that if you have the flu, you can have the IV. But this person who drank or maybe got toxic from our New Orleans rich food doesn't get to have it because perhaps they had something to do with it. And that's not fair. So I don't do that to the diabetic. I give them 
them insulin, I give them medicine, even though I know they're gonna go to McDonald's and drink a shake, yeah. right? So I'm not here to judge. So that's yeah. the beauty of our clinic is that we treat all walks of life, yeah. we treat all ages, and we really do a good job of trying to put you at ease, like you said, of we're here to take care of you. And I want people to be able to come to the doctor and not feel scolded. I mean, certainly we identify if we see someone might have some sort of alcoholic tendencies and we ask those questions and we direct them, but um, it is a place that you're, it's just a wellness center. We want to get yeah. you feeling really and great. And that's what I love that yeah. because it's very inclusive. Thank you. And it's nice to have that because a lot of people do need that. This is just the world that we yeah. live in, yeah. you know? I mean, I teach yoga, but I can't expect and imagine that everybody's just going to be perfect every day. I mean, right. we do go out, we do eat foods that are taught. I mean, this is just, we live in this planet. Well, <laughs> in the life. studies, you know, the funny thing is, in, in um, sometimes I see some other doctors say it, naysayers saying, no, you shouldn't do that. I mean, people should have to suffer, even some moms. Like I want, you know, I want my college kid, if they don't have very many that come, but if they do, I want them to suffer. But it doesn't change the behavior. People mm -hmm. still continue to, you know, to sometimes overindulge or half the time, more than half. It's a lot of times lady, you know, female patients who they ate dinner, they they did what they're supposed to do. And for whatever reason, probably because the liver's busy doing other things, maybe toxic from something else, they just didn't do well and they became, you know, alcohol poisoned. And so, you know, I don't really think anybody goes out on the night saying, I'm going to get completely no. annihilated. You know, it happens. And it so happens. we're here for when it does. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I'll say thank you yeah. in the name of all of our thank community. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for, we're here <laughs> to get you awesome. feeling better. And it's especially for a time thing, you know, because People say, well, you don't need an IV. Well, if you have somewhere to be, like in this wedding, you know how many mm -hmm. brides, oh my gosh, and, and mothers of brides and things like that, that this is a very important day. Yeah. You know, we had a, a couple in from out of town. They had their wedding here and she was sick the day after. She was sick for her wedding the day after and she finally found us. But how sad to me that, you know, if she, I wish we would have seen her before that she could have gotten her day back and, and felt well, you know? So yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an option for people. It's just yeah. another alternative. It's really yeah. great. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for doing thank this podcast you. with me. I, I really, really appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of Life on Earth podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. And I wanted to ask you, are there any, if anybody wants to start reading, is there a book that you recommend for, I mean, you did mention a couple of oh, books. Oh my in gosh. The, I have tons. So, of, I know. I don't know if there's something, oh, something I love basic like, um, for somebody. Well, I love Death by Calcium by Dr. Tom Levy. I love okay. Fat for Fuel by Dr. Mercola. I love The Art and Science of Low-Carb Performance by Drs. Jeff Volick and Steve Finney. I could go on and on. Yeah, but okay, those, so those are just generals. Yeah. And of course, anything by Dr. Linus Pauling. So there's a ton of great work and there's some great websites I really love. Dr. Dominic D'Agostino's website called ketonutrition.org. So okay. he's got some good studies. Well, um, I'm going to look into oh, all yeah. of that too because <laughs> I want to read all that. Yeah. And how does anyone get a hold of you guys? And what do we do? Is there an Instagram to follow? Or yes. is there an e so uh, website? Or? All of our headers are for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is Remedy Room NOLA. And you can call the office at 504-301-1670. And walk-ins are always uh, also welcome. Walk-ins are welcome. We always have a provider here on staff. Yeah, we have either a doctor or a physician's assistant on site always. So, okay. and registered nurses. Yeah. Anything else to add? I hope everybody drinks plenty of water yeah. today. And um, 
eats as many vegetables as they can over fruits, candies, all that Halloween stuff's got to go. <laughs> it's well, thank done. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Have thank a wonderful you. day. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I loved it. Thank you so thanks. much. Bye. If you are enjoying the show, please consider donating. Your support will assist the podcast to continue to grow. There is a cost with each episode. There is a production cost. Your support and energy exchange in the process of growing life on earth is highly appreciated and needed. It will allow us to continue to grow and to produce more awesome episodes. We so appreciate our community, our life on earth community. Please consider becoming a patron of the show. You may contribute as little as $2 a month, $5 a month, or one, or any amount that you feel comfortable and that your heart sees as suitable as a contribution. To become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-a. T-H-A-L-I-E-C-R-O-I-X. You may also go to, into my personal website, that is nataliecrad.com. Click on the podcast tab. You will see a button that says donate. If you click on that, it will bring you to the donation page. Please know that no amount is too small. It is all highly appreciated. If you are um, interested and you loved our guests, I have many other more to come, and I am excited to partake on this journey of evolution, of exploration, of community, of life on earth. Thank you so much. Oh. Mm-hmm.